0: welcome to MILF Talk, Make Your Life Fabulous, where we like to talk about anything from parenting and money issues to sex and dating. I'm a psychologist, life coach, author, and mother of two, but more importantly, I just want to say that today I am currently flanked by hotness.
1: Wow. Yes, oh my goodness. ladies and gentlemen. The flattery.
0: Not only do I She's have the flanked. sexiest ginger this side of the UK, Todd <laughs> oh Anderson in the peanut gallery, wow. but my guest today is quite easy on the eyes. Thank you very much. Yes, he's super educated and smart and all that stuff, too. Yes, but indeed. But let's just set all of that aside and objectify him for a second. Why not? Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Jackson Verity. Woo! Yay! And let's hear it for Todd in the peanut gallery. Yay! Yay for Woo! me. Yay for me. Yes. You basically own the peanut gallery at this
2: I point. I am the peanut you gallery. You pretty much are. I
0: need some milfies out there to, like, come in and, you know, throw in their two cents and stuff. But... But I love to Why are there here. no
1: peanuts in the peanut gallery?
0: I don't know. I think the peanut gallery is where they used to, like, throw peanuts, oh. didn't they? Didn't they? Like, that was sort of how they. Had, had I known,
2: they... I would have brought a bag with me.
0: I, we should have. I
2: don't know I the know, history but... <laughs> of the peanut and Anthony's gallery. Anthony's got
0: to clean them up, and I don't think he wants to do that. No. <laughs> mm, hey, yeah. Anthony. Um, I always think of that State Farm commercial when I say that. Hey, Anthony. Is that you know the girl, like with the on the phone. No, the girl no. with the French model that she met on the internet. They all, I have not all seen today? that. I don't uh, know. Never mind. Okay, whatever. I don't know. Like I only
2: that. I only watch commercials when I'm in them. That's it. Oh. That's the only time.
0: Nice self promotion. Yeah, there. there
2: you go. You
0: got yeah. one coming up. You want to uh, uh, plug? Yeah, plug. <laughs> 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 Did you see Todd in the Super Bowl commercial? He was totally there.
2: Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Well, no, yeah. that was Academy Awards. That's what you Oh, Academy of. Awards. It was like the Academy same Awards. Th- awards. Damn, yeah. Yeah. Who cares? No, yeah. it's
0: actually not the same difference. Don't insult football that way, I'm saying to myself.
2: So, yeah, don't yeah. insult football. Yeah. One
0: is just a big office party that we all have to endure, and the other <laughs> is the greatest show on earth.
2: Is that your so, feeling about the Academy Awards? It's an office party that we have well, to endure.
0: Is. Yeah, that's a good. It is an office party. How it is, is it not an office party? Yeah, it's I mean, my from sister the, yeah. goes to the BIA, the Building Association Awards. You know, it's the same thing. You get a trophy. You talk about how great you are, and you, you know.
2: Yeah, that's true.
0: Generally, those with the highest sales win.
2: Do they at that <laughs> awards? Do they have clips of people doing their jobs?
0: No, probably not. No, no, it's probably not nearly as entertaining. Isn't, yeah. You know what? I have been to though. Uh, which is super fun if you ever get an opportunity to go, if you know anybody involved, and they're like, hey, do you want to go to the Annie Awards? This is this little theater in Glendale. Go, because oh. it's really, really cool, because they don't televise this award show, and, um, and you get to see these little-known cartoon clips. You know, in these, like, little short films and stuff like that. Like, they, you get to see pieces of Annie, them. Annie
1: as in animation.
0: Annie as in the animation. Oh. I'm oh, sorry, yes. I'm I should have made this that clear. I'm song come out tomorrow. Yeah, I was like, what do they give awards to orphans? Or? It's Andrea McCarthy. It's out there about singing tunes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you should go to that. It's super fun if you ever have an opportunity or are invited to go to the Annie Awards. It sounds like, eh, but go, because it's kind of cool. It sounds like it's fun. It's really, really interesting. So, back to our guest today. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about this But it was, you know, nice chit-chatting with everybody. Okay, I'll go away now, and Jackson's going to take over. Okay. Um, Okay, so uh, Dr. Verity. Yes. As we like to call him. He hails from New York, but currently practices in Santa Monica. In 2005, he and his wife, Dr. Pamela Verity. Another shrink. I know. Founded Dynamic Learning and Listening Center, where they work with individuals and families seeking to improve social, emotional, and cognitive functioning. To boot, he is a father.
1: Yes, indeed. Of
0: twin boys, correct?
1: Yes, they'll be 16 next <sighs> okay, month. Okay,
0: so let me get this straight. Okay, so you and your wife are both doctors in psychology. Yes. So basically, if your sons don't grow up to be brilliant, highly contributing members of society, you're screwed. Wow. Well, you know, <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> I, pretty much the entire field of psychology is screwed. It's all on you. Well, I just then will blame it on uh, nature as opposed to nurture. Uh, there you go. I like that. All right. All right, let's hear it for Nature versus Nurture. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a delicate balance. It's a balance. yes. So uh, today, actually, we're going to talk about um, teaching your kids emotional resilience. Today's yes. a parenting show, and... Um, Uh, Jackson has a program that he's designed to help teach these principles, and I want to let him tell us all about it. Well, take
1: it away, Jackson. There you go. Yeah, go. Go, Doctor. Well, you know, I I think it's within the context of teaching kids what I call the new three R's, which uh, aside, you know, not reading, writing, and and arithmetic, but rather respect, resilience, and resourcefulness. I think that that is uh, unfortunately severely lacking in uh, You know these kids today and their parents and their parents actually so
0: maybe it's up to the parents to learn this first so stay tuned keep your ears open for yourself and your kids well it's a good point
1: because actually uh, you know in order to parent well you really need to be able to be aware of your
2: own feelings
0: right and you're constantly modeling constantly yeah so you know today i thought we
2: were. wait a sec so you're saying i shouldn't smoke and drink excessively in front of my kid
0: Probably not. Well,
2: that's a choice.
0: It's a choice. Oh. And Good choice. Yeah. Huh. Good for you. Yeah. Maybe not. Sounds for like. Them. No, okay. I don't know. Well, if right. you want to
2: teach, you know, then,
0: yeah. then that's fine. Yeah. Just don't be surprised. I want him I? to
2: grow up to be a badass.
0: Oh, well, then there you go. Keep on. Yeah. Keep on keeping yeah. it on. Okay. Yeah. So back to the expert. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Todd.
1: <laughs> well, I think Todd knows a little bit about himself, and I think that's also yeah. another important thing is that we do – it's important for us to start off with ourselves, knowing you know where we come from, uh, You know, how do we act the way we act, and, um, you know, let's take that little walk down uh, the, the evolutionary biological road. Um, because I think it's important, before we can really connect with our kids, it's mm-hmm. important, as I said, to get in touch with who we are and, our, you know, what triggers us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think you can take the boy out of the jungle, but it's really hard to take the jungle out of the boy. And
0: so you, you want to you acknowledge the, the, the primal roots of your parent-child relationship, yeah. basically. Yeah, that- really. Makes sense. Yeah, because you is that know what I'm saying. Because parenting, saying? You know, I think so. Parenting in
1: actually any relationship is, uh, you know, is a wonderful opportunity to show love and empathy, mm-hmm. and but it's also uh, an opportunity to get triggered, um, and become really defensive. Um, you know, instead, And so where do we get that triggering? How do we, at first, uh, you know, it comes from our biology. You know, we are, we're humans are basically ass, uh, threat assessing animals. You know, right. When, you know, we're in the, the jungle, you know, trying to survive, it's all about, you know, looking out for what can hurt us. Right. And then and we always eat. have
0: that fight or flight kind of right. in our back pocket the ready to go. The four
1: Fs. The four Fs. Okay. The fight, flight, freeze, and? I don't know. Forget about it.
0: Forget about it. Oh, okay. Forget about it. <laughs> I like forget
1: about Actually, it. Actually, it's, it's, it's fornicate. You can use fornicate. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, good too. One. I like so, that too. Yeah, those things that trigger us, you know, as as you know, the animals that we are, yes. and um and so it's important to know that we get.
0: Trigger. Fornication is a trigger.
2: <laughs> it is a trigger.
0: Sorry. Triggers Sorry. me. It's really beaver and butthead today. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Sorry.
1: So, so, so triggers. there you go. So it yeah, triggers. So it's important to uh, you know to be aware of your. You know your triggers, and yes. what, what you know what sets you off, and you know that brings into play the uh, you know we, there are two main systems that we've got in our bodies that are you know dealing with that you know the, uh, the sympathetic nervous system, which is the 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 system that gets us ramped up, you mm-hmm. know, ready to run away from that tiger or 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 freeze so that we're quiet, so you know the the nasty right. Magnum Man doesn't find us or anything. I can't.
0: That guy's mean. I shouldn't yes. even bother running from a tiger. I'll just lose.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so there's that, right? That, that gets us all amped up and ready to fight and protect ourselves. Yes. And then there's the other system, which is the parasympathetic system, which is what calms us down. Right. And um, which is what we need to really kind of get in play. So that which we can... is
0: a system that you can access through yoga and meditation. Absolutely. Okay.
1: Yeah, no, that's key. Absolutely. So, um, so, yeah, so I think that's really important to be aware of because, again, in order to teach your kids anything, uh-huh. right, yeah. you have to be able to connect with them. Right. And, um, and it's hard. It's really hard to stay connected to your kids well, you're a mom yourself, it's a stressful life. And, mm-hmm. you know, and much of stress also comes from this fight-flight stuff that's yes. going on. Yes, right? right? Because we are reacting to the world as if it's, you know, a, a tiger coming after us. Everything right. goes, Our body doesn't know the difference between, um, you know, returning an email or, uh, you know, or, or making your kids lunch, making sure that they have lunch money. We don't know the difference between that. The body
0: doesn't know that. Right. Evidence. It's all crap that has to be done. All stuff. All of it. Mm. Right. Yes. And then so- and if you don't you fail. Right? right. <laughs> so there's the fear. Right, well right? there's and the, the fear in there. Yeah.
1: Of course. And then there's the thinking about the future. Yes. Which is something that, that also is you know, also weighs heavily on us.
0: So so if you get somebody in your practice, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody somebody comes in and they just say, you know, my my kid is a tween and they I, I can't connect with them. They're not they're not um, or they're they seem to be really anxious all the time yeah. you know maybe this might be a, a situation where this this would be the route you would go like sort well, of teaching if, emotional resilience and yeah. and so where do you where do you start with respect let's say mm-hmm. if a child comes in and they let's say their parents work a lot and they're kind of being raised by the nannies and they're kind of in charge in the household mm-hmm. or, or let's say, you know, one of their parents, which so often is the case is maybe not present, right. maybe alcohol, too much work, sure. whatever. And they don't, intri- they, they haven't, um, developed yet a real respect for elders or for themselves. Where do you start?
1: Well, you know, uh, you're, you're mentioning a couple of things that are really tough because you, We start, really, in the beginning. So Mm -hmm. it really is hard once somebody has already had a kind of a lousy start. Right. Um, Well, in that case, I would say you'd start with yourself. You'd have to start with yourself as the parent. Okay. Um, But respect is something that's really important that that kids uh, need to know from the very beginning. And unfortunately, Mm -hmm. I think it has to do with...
0: I, you know, I don't want to sound like an old fogey. But yeah, well, you are a, a fine-looking old fogey, just saying.
1: But I think it does, you know, I think there's a certain, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say laxness in the culture or there's certain everything is very kind of familiar and that, you know, everybody is, um, I don't again, just...
2: What's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, entitlement. Entitlement. I mean,
0: that's... <laughs> what, well,
2: I think define it, respect for me. Like, what will it, yeah. when you're talking yeah, about kids? My kid's eight. Right. So, what does that mean for an eight-year-old? Like, what should that look like? Well, if it, he's respectful. Sure. It it looks like first of all,
1: when I when I say respect, it, it means number one, having respect for. Other people having respect for your teachers, mm-hmm. for your parents, mm-hmm. for society, for understanding mm-hmm. that. I think what's happened is that you know as the pendulum has swung the other side, where mm-hmm. of course kids need to be treated also with respect, and yes. they're human beings, and they needed to be treated with respect. However, I think the problem is is that we've treat we start to treat kids like they're little adults,
0: right? Like they're in charge, mm-hmm. we kind of let them not run the roost. Little adults, yeah. no, they're
1: not. And but we treat them like little. I will see a lot in my practice. I'll see a lot of kids will talk about things like, you know, like he can't do that to you. Can't tell me what to do.
2: <laughs> Actually, <laughs> or, you know, talking about
1: <laughs> or you know, teachers, or they can't right. tell me what to do. I mean, we have been, we have given kids this mm-hmm. uh, this idea that they are so empowered. You know, and, I, and I'm guessing it, it's to try to build their self esteem but it's that that they're enti- so entitled and whatever they have to say is as important mm-hmm. and whatever they want to do is as important as say you know running the rest of the life running right. the rest of the family right so i think it's in in one sense it's um it's sort of helping kids realize that they're just not as precious as they, they are <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> i think or that they're just not in charge and, and that, that, that they're it's not in and charge. and that that is um um I hate to use the word socialization, but but essentially that like we're we're kind of operating on a set of rules here in society and as your parent, it's my job to handle a whole lot of shit that you don't even understand. Right. You don't even know what I'm doing behind the scenes. Right. And that you know the the rules here are, are that this really isn't a democracy and I and right. we are in charge and your opinion matters, but ultimately um you know, you're a kid and you will get to make your own decisions when you are an adult, and you're paying the bills, and it's your household, right. and all of those why, things. Right, there's it, a
1: reason why we don't, like, you know, four-year-olds drive cars. Right,
0: like, we're in charge of your health well, and Well, they're safety. too short. It's like our job. They are too short. That is the only That's good the reason. That's the only reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's our job to get them from point A to point B, Healthy, safe, and educated. Right, and I think also what I see, can.
1: Uh, what I see a lot in my practice, and when I do a lot of also, you know, parenting, or, mm-hmm. you know, work with parents, is the inability of the parent to deal with their child's uncomfortable feelings.
0: Yes. Like and, what?
1: what? Well, like if somebody, you know, a kid wants something, and they see that the kid is in distress, then in order to, because it's difficult for them to see their child being in distress mm-hmm. so then mm-hmm. they will do something you know give in to that in order to, to not see their I feel like distress.
2: I just read something somewhere about like kids right now don't they they never suffer anything we don't allow them to right. suffer go yeah. through like a horrible thing right. or feel sad or you sure. know we always want to pull them out of that
1: and Is that's that part sort of and that's part of building resilience because really resilience yes. comes from out of that, uh, that ability to withstand that hardship and come out on the other side and not only come out on, not only just survive it, but actually thrive. Mm-hmm. And, and in order to, to do that, you have to have that, you have to feel that feeling. Mm-hmm. And, and I think what's an important for parents is to acknowledge the feeling, whatever that feeling may be sadness, anger, disappointment, to acknowledge it. So instead Mm -hmm. of just saying, you know, quit your crying or quit your yapping, which, you know, was done maybe, you know, 40 years ago, Mm -hmm. um, it's to acknowledge that feeling, but then also then to move on from that. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be disappointed, but this is what we're doing
0: yeah and i know that you know and and you can empathize with them you can say i know it sucks it really sucks you know and like having a a a math teacher who's like super 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 strict or something and and you just have to say i know it it kind of sucks you got all but one problem done and you got a zero on your homework and that was the rule at the beginning of the semester and it totally sucks right I get you, yeah, but that's life, yeah. you know. Actually, and I had the same thing. Got to play by the yeah. rules. Yeah,
1: uh, similar thing happened the other day with my kid, uh, with a math thing, and yeah. it was, you know x equals whatever, and he got the number, but he didn't write x equals, yeah. and so there you go. There you
0: go. Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Well, I, did, I had an interesting um, experience with my 14 year old who started babysitting the the kid across the way, um, and. Um, <clears throat> she hadn't been called in a while and she was like, well, I hope she still wants me to babysit. And sure enough, she got a call and she's texting me. She's like, mom, I really want to go to swim practice, but so-and-so called me. And I really, I, and I said, look, when you have a client, sometimes you got to say yes, when you don't want to say yes and you got to give up something. So you can say no, of course, but she may give up on you. Right. You know? And so you have to be willing to take that risk. And she said, okay, well, I'm going to say yes. And I said, you know, and if you're really unhappy you'll walk through it and you'll, You'll know next time you'd rather go to swim practice and risk and you'd rather risk losing your your job, essentially. And um, so because, you know, the stakes aren't super high at this point. Right. And um, so she's she's home from school and she's just beside herself desperately wanting to go to swim practice. Mm -hmm. And I think part of it is that just physically it makes her feel so much better. And she's a 14 year old girl. And, you know, thank God she has that. And, and um, and I and, oh, man, it was so hard because I'm watching her just be so distressed. And, mm-hmm. of course, I'd be thrilled if my kid went and exercised for a couple hours and got into a better mood. Right. That'd be better for all of us, right. right? So I'm just sort of letting her, you know, sit in this and she's getting kind of angry. I'm like, I know, honey, you know, these are just the decisions we make. And then I realize what she's done, which brings us to the next point, the resourcefulness, mm-hmm. is she has texted the other neighbor who has also babysat for the kid. And she said, are you available tonight? And she checked with her. She called the mom. She said, are you okay with Lauren taking my shift? Right, right. And the mom said, yeah, sure, that's no problem. I'm actually going out with Lauren's mom tonight. You know, like, it's fine. And she goes, okay, great. I just, you know, um, I just really, you know, need to do my homework and go to swim practice. And she's like, yeah, no problem. And it was all good. Who knows? But she made that decision. She knew she was risking. Maybe this person will give up on her, and she had the resourcefulness to go. I really want to solve this problem, and she called this other person. mm -hmm. So I was really proud of her, Mm -hmm. and um, and and. But boy, that that like hour and a half that I just had to kind of like sit with her and not fix this problem and not. You know, uh, oh, it's right. hard. It's well, hard.
1: You can, as a parent, and, and uh, sure, it's definitely you. Know, you don't want to jump in. No, and you fix can't it save the day them. all the time. But what you can do is help them with the problem-solving process. Yes. And that really is our job, and that's my right. job also as a psychologist, is to help somebody not to solve their problems, although many folks want me to do that. Right. But it's to help them with that process. So yes. You know that. What's the step? How can we go about fixing this situation? You've right. got a challenge here. What can we do to make it right.
0: So make sure you call the mom. You know, so that's a, that's what I say, like, call her, make sure it's okay before right. you confirm here. Feel it out. If right. she seems disappointed, I'll right. leave it up to you to do the right thing. Right. You know, you're not out of it yet, you know, kind of thing. And she she did. And I could kind of hear the conversation. It all went really well. But yes, that was I was glad that I just didn't like jump in and and fix it and ultimately
1: that's where her self-esteem will come from is through that experience of having that experience of having a challenge and then you know rising to the occasion figuring it out and then realizing that you know what I'm able to do this I'm capable and that's where also resilience comes from Uh, you know there's a certain amount of it that comes from knowing that you can survive something that yes. uh, mm. you know, this isn't yeah. the end of the world. Yes, right. it's horrible. Yes, it's sad. Yes, it's you know, totally it's disappointing. It's difficult. Could be torturous. Mm-hmm. All of your friends
0: have iPhones and you don't. <laughs> oh yes. yeah. Oh, well, that's the next episode. That. Sorry. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but that you you know that you can survive, you can thrive, and you can you know you can move forward. But and and part of that you know, I think resilience. You know what makes up resilience is uh, it's a combination of strength and flexibility. Uh, you know, those mm-hmm. two things are really, really important. Um, uh, and, and especially with flexibility, it's the flexibility of thought. Right, Being able to not just be stuck with this, uh-oh, X doesn't work out, so then my life is ruined. It's right. What else can I do
0: with your twins? Do you have one who's a little more flexible than the other? Of uh, you know, it depends on emotion. It depends on it depend? what it, it depends on the issue. You yeah, know, one that's really flexible in the kind of food that he eats, and it's right. more
1: rigid. One that's more flexible in the physical activity he does, and one that's more yeah. so. Th-
0: and they so they you have to know your kid too.
1: Really important to know that know your kid. Yeah, uh, really, really important. Um, the other thing that's interesting about <laughs> about resilience is that. You know, it's not just um, that, you know, in resilient people, we think, oh, the resilient people are, are, are folks who just good stuff always happens to them. They yeah. have an easy life, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. It's not that. It's not the amount of, of good stuff or, 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 or bad stuff. I mean, resilient people have just as much bad stuff happen to them.
2: Or you maybe know, even more Well, than some that. of them are just like super lucky. I mean, let's be honest, there's a few people out there who are lucky and everything works out. You're absolutely right. I wouldn't call those people resilient though. Because they're just he, lucky. They're just lucky, and they seem resilient because shit doesn't happen, right?
1: Yeah, or, or maybe they haven't had that experience yet. And you're right. And then there are people who really, really—oh, they're, like. oh. they're headed for a it's fall. They're headed for a fall. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's gonna be and crushing if, and awful. And, and if Todd awful. has anything to do with it,
2: I think it'll—he's gonna soon. watch oh, and yeah. point
0: and laugh. I, <laughs> I, knew, I knew,
2: it you knew it was gonna, gonna happen. happen. What should I be doing oh, with an eight-year-old for resilience? Yeah, like okay,
0: let's say his eight-year-old is like really want to what go someplace i don't know and the answer is just flat out no like yeah he well he
2: always it. wants to go to the toy store
0: okay so he yeah, wants to yeah. go to the toy store
2: well that's not actually really resilience
1: but it is i mean it's a it's a legitimate question I mean, when you know it's dealing with disappointment right right i mean is that what you're asking well yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Like when i say that's I'm probably I'm,
0: the most common thing yeah. that parents are dealing with is like i have to say no and then i have to deal with the disappointment right. and the tantrums and the Pouting. Right, sure. So where do we go there? Um, I would
1: hire a nanny
0: excellent
1: advice <laughs> <laughs> <No>. okay <laughs>
0: no. t- okay that's right. your problem solving technique
1: first of all it's acknowledging Delegate. it's going in again and acknowledging that feeling you know i know you really want to do this or you know i know it's really disappointing and i know and i i, I would okay, want so, so, honor so the feeling. A, you got to honor the feeling yeah
0: i okay. do
2: that and then you know and he'll stay pissed right. cuz that doesn't get him the right. toy and, and then i just i let him stay pissed
1: you let him stay yeah. pissed. Yeah, that's yeah. what I do. You
2: absolutely let him stay pissed. Now,
0: what yes. you can
1: do is... it's up
0: to him to then...
1: Right. Get over Here's it, Here's the yeah. problem. That, that,
0: well, the danger
1: is, is that if you try to jump in too soon, he doesn't get a chance to experience that feeling. And then he doesn't live through that feeling and then come out on the other side. Right. Very often we are quick to distract our kids, right? Or, you know, oh, well, no, okay. Well, you yeah, know, you can't you know, have this, know, but you no, can have but, this. Yeah, do this. or yeah. the other thing. And it's quick. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it's to save ourselves the discomfort of witnessing that mm-hmm. child yeah. be in that state. Yes. Or, you know, again, you know, you have something to do. It, it, it gets very hard when... You know, you've got somewhere to go or something to do, and you're dealing with this, you know, maniac, and (laughs) you've got to get out the door. And so, you know, you think that, well, it's, you know, I'll just, you know, shove a lollipop in his face or or something, you know, to that effect to 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 quiet down. Right.
2: Right. And it's really, you know, you're. I'm more likely to do that if I'm, like, if I'm at home with him, I have no problem with him. Crabbing out and you know going to his room and being angry. It's a little more difficult when you're in a public public. scenario or at a party or whatever.
0: Oh my god! Or or hanging out with other friends and their kids. That is so challenging because you're trying to have a nice day with your friends, Mm -hmm. right? And the kids Mm -hmm. are getting along, and then suddenly they're not, or they're or they. And you 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 just want you know we always try to push the day longer than we should, right? Of course, but um, you. You just want to kind of appease so that you can continue your picnic or your pool day or whatever. Right. right. And man, that is probably when my worst parenting happens. Right. And it know? happens. Yeah, I mean, me yeah. too. I mean, it happens to all of us. So yeah.
1: you know, you don't want to, uh, you know, beat yourself up uh, too much. That's what Todd's here for. You, mm. you can do that. Yes. Yeah.
0: He'll call me later and I'll, I'll, me the But right you know what? The, if, if you can do what for, you know you failed your child. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs>
1: In the ideal world and that's what we're talking you about. You made here. us all look bad. Like yeah. In the ideal world, you want to use it as a you know, as a learning opportunity, as an opportunity for you know, to have them again to develop that that sense of, okay, I have this feeling, sit with it for a little while and then what you can do is just try to offer, you know, help problem solve. Let's try to offer something else, but I wouldn't do it right away. Okay. You know, let them sit yeah. with the feeling for a little bit. And mm-hmm. and in that case, it really takes your own breathing and being aware and helping to soothe your own anxiety because that's really what it's about in that yes. situation. Yeah. Their freaking out or uh-huh. their their worry, their their distress is causing anxiety in you. And so if you first breathe yourself, I think you, you even talk about this in in your book, Sophie, about, you know, the oxygen mask, you know, getting the oxygen mask to you first before you can actually help or soothe your child. Yeah,
0: because yeah, you can't do a whole lot of problem-solving anyway in that state. Right. Mm-hmm. My, my, my younger daughter has really taught me this because ever since she was an infant, um, she just has to be pissed for like two and a half minutes. And then actually, she kind of magically will get over most stuff. Right. But I cannot... Try to reason even a tiny bit with her when she is in that state. Right. I just have to let her go through it,, yeah. and then we can say and 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 here's a so here's a question for you mm-hmm. like if if there's something like um i mean I don't know if my kids ever throw that big a tantrum about not getting something, but if they're you know they 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 want something that's maybe kind of expensive or that's you know um just not in the family budget frankly right, right sure. now you know um <clears throat> and they can't get it and they get kind of like really pissy about it you know or, like really upset um and so you let them go through the feeling um then then i mean like you're saying you you offer solutions like maybe they can do dishes or they mm-hmm. can earn it or maybe if they get half then you can Right,
1: or you teach them how to delay gratification
0: right but it almost seems like you got to i mean do do you do you address the sort of tantrum i guess i guess what i would have to say is like i get that you're upset but you can't like upset everybody in the household over Well sure it first, depends on right and, and
1: that'll go back to respect too if they Yes if- okay if within their tantrum yes. they start yelling and cursing at
0: you, yeah. no, not okay. Then that's no, not that's okay. not okay. cool. No. And
1: so that you do need to adr- address door that
0: slamming problem. is so that's not okay in my house. That's like oh, they get oh, all yeah, Oh my god, they slam the door. Mama bear is just like, rah! Yeah. but I think
2: the same thing. I think you're wise
1: in realizing that there are times when when you can take on this. You know, teach them in that moment. And then there are times when you really can't. And when they are activated, it's not a time to teach a lesson. Right. It's not. It's a time for them to, you know, make sure that they're safe, number one. Mm -hmm. Make sure that they're not doing anything, you know, punching walls or punching people. So make sure that they're safe. Also, you know, again, if they cross the line as far as respect, Mm -hmm. you call that out. Something like, you know, don't talk to me that way or I won't be spoken to that way.
2: Right. I, I have that. Conversation quite a bit because when he's not getting his way, he tends to, he becomes. And this is my bed that I have to sleep in because I made it. But right. he's a bit of a wise ass.
0: <laughs> I can't. Like, I wonder where he gets from. And, yeah, what do you think
2: yeah, yeah, it's really weird. I chip um, off the
0: old block. Oh, the shit that but comes he, out like, of his mouth. It's incredible.
2: Yeah, he, I mean in a good way. He, he, yes, that's true. But he, he uses this. So he can hide behind like it, it's comedy. I was, sure. I'm just joking around. Right, right. So like that's uh, when I get into because sometimes
1: riser bit. I'm just saying it's like you can I mean, say right, it, right, you know, right. It <laughs> look Like crap. Oh, no, I'm just saying. And sometimes, yeah, but yeah. sometimes
2: I <laughs> think it's like hard for me to decipher because sometimes I think he genuinely is just trying to be funny. Right. And other times he's being a different kind of wise ass. Right. So yeah. it, it's like hard to navigate yeah. those waters I, I, I sometimes.
0: go through that too yeah. You know, the other
1: really tough thing about being a parent, you know, the last you know, couple of years, you know, 10 years or so, is that we we've sort of lost our favorite we- you know, the weapon that our parents had and, and everybody had, you know, for millennia before us, which was fear.
0: Yeah, I know, know. right? There's no fear. There's no
1: fear. And I think that's one of the reasons why (laughs) parenting is so hard today. It's because kids don't fear their parents. And and I think that, you know, some of that is good. I mean, I think it's good not to be afraid that you're going to get your...
0: No. no. No, no, no. No, yeah, I don't
1: think that However, I do think that and that goes back to again to respect. I think that there that fear is important. Not fear of bodily harm, but fear of oh that if I don't, you know, if this this behavior is not appropriate, there's going to be some sort of consequence.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: And without Fear, really. I, uh-huh. I think it makes it really, really, really hard uh, to to parent. And yes. so the trick is, uh, you know, is to use this, the tools that we do have uh, to at least impose some sort of well. There's a consequence for, you know,
0: for, yes. for misbehavior. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and so for, you know, and for some kids, they are so, um, they're so invested in their parents' approval mm-hmm. that sometimes just your parents kind of disrespect disappointment, is really powerful with them. And, um... But boy, the kids that that that's not powerful with that's right. boy that's
1: tricky. It is really tricky.
0: Really tricky.
1: And you know, and we try to you know to appeal to their you know their higher self, and they don't really have much of a right. higher self yeah. yet. You know, it's very much into well, you know depending on the age, you know, and the, and the stage, you know, it's either uh oh I'm in trouble or uh oh but you know so it's difficult. It's important to. Teach empathy as early as you can.
0: Is that the the is it the frontal lobe that that can deal with understand that there's consequences for behavior? Is that what well, is not sure. developed yet? If I if I have yeah, that so right, the, or the
1: prefrontal uh, cortex. Prefrontal and, cortex. And, right, sure. <laughs> that has to do with also it with inhibition. Really, oh. that's when the one of the real you know matters here is that not being able to inhibit themselves not also not being able to realize what the consequences of their behaviors are going to be
0: and that's something i think really really important for parents to understand is on a fundamental level literally that part of your child's brain is not developed it's not developed until you're about 24 right yeah so on one level you really have to hold off on getting so pissed off that they don't get it like you really have to kind of go like because your kid can be just a genius in so many ways, sure. you know, and, and, and insightful and like say the craziest stuff that you're like, you know, you start thinking of them as older than they are. But when it comes to actually understanding consequences and having forethought about consequences, right. they literally are buckets with holes. You have to keep telling them yeah. it's funny i
1: it's i read something recently where somebody uh described uh you know parenting little children like like teaching a puppy how to do something
0: you know? mm-hmm. it's like really you
1: have to just keep just being very you know right. you can be kind you right. know you don't have to hit them with a newspaper right. you know <laughs> but but it's just again over and over, over and, and over and over and picking yeah. them up and putting them down yeah. and picking them up and putting them down yeah. and just
2: understanding where we're going <laughs> to
0: like when and... you find yourself saying how could you just right.
2: remember oh because you're Eight, yeah, or it's six. that's a, <laughs> yeah. like especially when you're spending a lot of time with your kid yeah. Your kids? Yeah. Th- that's when you start forgetting that they're kids and yeah. start treating them like little adults. Right. It's it's.
1: Uh, it also happens uh, to uh, singletons very often. Uh, kids who are just you know single kids are treated very much uh, you know by their parents as a much older you know more
2: like a peer. That's my situation because right. he's a. They say solo now. You don't say only child because right. that's got bad connotations, I guess. <laughs> so now he's Han Solo, right. which is cool. I like Han Solo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but
0: Political correctness
2: I, is gonna it's ruin That's ridiculous. World. <laughs> uh, absolutely ridiculous. That's well, better than calling your kid Chewbacca. I guess. Yeah, well, yeah. That's it's chewy. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. <You're> cute. <laughs> but yeah, I I I in that situation all the time where I'm we're forgetting that he's just eight. And it's very easy with, you know, two grown-ups and a kid. Sure. And, yeah. yeah, it's, it's it,
1: almost like having another grown-up around, because it, it's almost easier to have. Uh, that's yeah. why I think it's
2: really important. Well, and he, you know, because he's, you know, on his own so much, in as far as, like, peers, you know, we're hanging out with adults, he he does rise to the occasion right. quite a bit, mm-hmm. and does, you know, can behave very in a very grown-up sure. manner. But then, sure. like, when he trips and something bad's going, you know, when it, Turns around, then that's when you have to remember. Oh yeah, he is just a kid. Right. Um,
0: you know, I read something interesting about um, these. Uh, let's see. Do I have, do I have ten minutes? Okay. Um, these playgrounds that are uh, popping up in I can't remember what what state I was reading. Anyhow, they're not really playgrounds. They're kind of empty open spaces with you know old um, chairs and like. A a creek and We used to call them vacant lots. Well, they are, essentially. (laughs) However, they do have an attendant. Mm -hmm. But the attendant doesn't do much of anything except make sure that nobody gets dead. Um, and there's like, you know, there's like old furniture and, you know, piles of mattresses and like just like and there's there's tit, uh, barrels. It where sounds they like can... you're describing a Fat Albert episode. It yeah. is, well, it it's is like a okay. junkyard. Yeah. It is. It's a junkyard. Is Mushmouth there. Yeah. <laughs> and they can start fires even in the in the. Barrels, You know, if they, if, wow. you know, so be it. And um, Hobo camp. Hobo camp. I wish I could remember the name for these things. I'm going to remember it for, for do next they all, time. Do bring, they
2: hand out bindles? But what's,
0: but what's interesting about it is that the kids go there and they, you know, they climb, they jump, they, you know, do whatever. And they, um, they, they... They have to use their own judgment, mm-hmm. and they have to make decisions, and right. they they you know give each other shit for make you know right. for starting the fire and making too much smoke, and right. they and they kind of they can trip they, and they, fall. They, they can trip and fall, and um, what the, what they're looking at is how kids are so helicoptered, mm-hmm. you know that that these these all these generic playgrounds popped up, and none of them can really entertain a kid. Uh, who's more than a toddler, you know, for more than a few b- visits, really, mm-hmm. and they're so designed, and, and yet kids still fall off. And and there's almost a, a school of thought that they fall off because they never have to use their own judgment. Right. Like, everything is sort of, sure. you know, they literally don't have as much balance because they just haven't fallen enough. Use it or lose it. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's very, it, it, this sort of movement is 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 a response to the over-protected padded right. playground right. where, of course, nobody wants freak accidents to happen to your kids, of course, but they happen in the, quote, safest of places, you know? Sure. And we can't prevent our kids from falling Oh, well, we learn how
1: to survive the world by interacting with it. And
0: right. if
2: you just, you know, interact with a padded room... Which then, is
0: pretty much, right. yeah. I just well, <laughs> got in a big
2: debate with a friend of mine who doesn't have children, but feels like comfortable enough to judge my parenting. Awesome, but, love that. I'm sure they have uh, cats then. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's got, yeah, he's got. Well, he's got roommates, um, mm-hmm. but he, we were talking about helmets, mm-hmm. bike helmets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. and I make my kid wear a bike helmet mm-hmm. when he's on a scooter and stuff. Because he's not, you know, super uh, coordinated with those things. Um, but he was like, when we were kids, we didn't have to wear hel- helmets. And I guess now it's like, you, yeah, you kind of legally, law. you yeah. have right. to. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I agree with that. Like, his point being that... that almost a little bit fascist yeah, we but had then a little was, something called traumatic brain injury back right, when well, I was, yeah. right, well that's what i was sort of saying i was like well wearing a helmet's kind of smart and i see what you're saying about not making mm-hmm. it a choice right. but he's like but that's part of you know growing up and learning that like th- his argument is sort of that but about bike helmets yeah, well, so he's taking it to the other extreme there's a yeah. there's got to be a line drawn right. in well the, we
0: do know and, and this was even mentioned in this article about the playgrounds that that a a fall from a child's own height onto the asphalt can actually crack you know i mean mm-hmm. you can cause serious brain injury so you and we so we cannot protect against everything right. you know yeah, it's right. like people say well you need a helmet if you're going to ride a motorcycle but you don't need it if you ride a bike or you don't need it again the whole personal choice thing that's a political issue whether it should be the law but you know your kid right and right. a very simple fall off a scooter can cause way more damage yeah. than you would think If they hit just the wrong way, so why... Why not help prevent against that? Yeah. That's my well, feeling. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can go overboard and put them in, you know, full protective gear bubble wrap.
0: Uh,
2: <laughs> bubble wrap. No, yeah, obviously, you can
1: go too <laughs> but, far. But, you know, also like you know, a helmet smart. Right. And also, you know, my parents didn't, you know, wear a seatbelt when they drove. So now we, we wear seatbelts. So there are some things. Of that, course. You know, you and do.
0: there are more people on the roads. There's more cars on the roads. Right. There are bigger cars on the roads. Everybody's driving. You know, so we have, we really do have different things to deal with than we dealt with, you know. Back in the good old days, right. as they supposedly were, it's a balance. So. You know, like anything else, it's really hard. So tell, so so do do a little wrap up here a on your three up? R's and kind of give us kind of give us the oh, no,
2: not, not a beatbox wrap up, oh, okay, wrap up. just like a verbal I'm showing my age. Is that it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, here is the one thing that I do want to say that I don't think we've we've really uh, mentioned yet is that we again, can go over. part of uh, resilience or, or you know, people who are resilient, mm-hmm. uh, studies have shown is that. In order to be resilient, it really has a lot to do with the amount of positivity that you have in the rest of your life. Hmm. So, in order to have that that strength, we were talking before about you know strength and flexibility. The strength really comes from having enough positive experiences that you can point to in your life, so that you can then put that. Um, You know, whatever that tragedy or whatever that difficult thing was, to be able to put it into context, Mm -hmm.
0: so give you a reason for getting over it. Give
1: you a reason for getting over it. So being able to appreciate things about your life, Mm -hmm. things you know, and to to really have the experience of joy, of of interest, of hope, of awe, um, you know, those types of things. Really having those good things go on in your life. Mm -hmm. And so, as a parent, I think. One of the things that we can help our children is uh, teach them gratitude. Mm-hmm. And the way to teach anything, really, the best way to teach anything is to model it ourselves.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and be able to, you know, put things into perspective. And if you're having those moments of connection with your you know, especially with, you know, parenting is so stressful itself. Mm-hmm. if. But the reason why we do those things is, aside from just you know the loving, or, you know the unconditional love that we feel, but we've also had moments of deep, deep connection with them, of just being able to you know play with them or see that smile or have that touch, mm-hmm. and so what it is is it's it's about fostering those moments, fostering the moments of really enjoying life, of really seeking and getting pleasure in things that aren't just. Um, you know material, but really mm-hmm. in the relationships. And so if you can foster that uh, that gratitude, that joy, um, uh, that really will help and go a long ways to uh, giving that child and giving yourself the tools to be resilient.
0: Mm-hmm. So that yeah, you- it's really difficult when your kids you know not getting along with people at school or they don't feel liked and you know it's real painful and they don't have the relationships that they want at school. Uh, My girls went into a new school and and experienced some of that. It was very difficult. And and, and sort of teaching them and reminding them to be grateful for the wonderful friendships that they do have. And showing them that it it is possible to meet those friends. And, you know, it's a hard lesson to learn that not everybody's going to like you. And not... um, and you know, kids can be cruel, and they make fun, and right. and, and to, that's to all. Sh-
1: yeah, and, and and you know. Again, that's one of those situations where you know our, our our first reaction is to jump in and give them, show them the bright side. Think of the bright side, or right? tell
0: them, oh, they must really like you, or you know, right. and but they're like, no, they really wanna, don't.
2: You don't always yeah. want to hear that. No. You no, like you don't always you, want to like, fix. No. Don't tell me the bright side right now. I don't. Right. G- yeah. That again, it goes makes back it to
1: acknowledging the feeling, acknowledging mm-hmm. the feeling, sit in the feeling for a little while, and then if you can talk about what's really very helpful is again talking about yourself and your own life, mm-hmm. talking about. Where you know uh, you know you can say that I don't know exactly how you feel, but I know what it feels like to be sad, or I know Mm -hmm. what it feels like to be disappointed, or I know what it feels like. And then you can talk about your own experience. Mm -hmm. I remember one time, and then you can say, and then you can talk about. Then I realize that I do have these friends, or I do enjoy that. You know, again, by sharing your story, it's much easier for the child to learn from that as opposed to you kind of giving them uh, wisdom from on high. Christian
0: right. from mom and high, yeah, and I think that it, in <clears throat> relation to to what you're talking about as well, and um and we're gonna talk about this some more in the in the next episode when it comes to exposure and what what our kids are exposed to, you know, on their devices and online and all of that stuff, um is, I think you know, the, the world's a crazy place and the world was a crazy place for our parents too. And, you know, everybody has had their, their global fears, you know, every generation has had their global fears. Right. Um, and we're so inundated with negativity in the news and darkness that I do think that as a parent, <clears throat> of course you want to, you know, you want to teach your children about the world, but I, I think that that piece of gratitude is so important because they don't, get the whole big picture and if you're only showing them the picture of how the world is screwed mm-hmm. and we're all screwed, right. then um they 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 kinda don't have a reason to graduate high school. They don't have a re you know, you, you know what I'm saying? They're like, well, so I gotta I gotta deal with this and grow and and, and overcome for what? Mm. You know? And uh like what what does the world hold for me anyway? And I think that you can um you can foster depression <laughs> if you don't if you don't um, try, try to balance out you know that which is coming through the media and mm-hmm. even if you're angry about it even if you're upset sure. key, that's adult shit mm-hmm. you know your kids can't process that in the same way that you can right. and so you need to hold both spaces yeah. what i do
2: that. is I, I just tell my son like when we're talking about global warming or or wars yeah or yeah they or get really like freaked out, out about that yeah stuff. i just tell him it's up to you mm-hmm. to save the world so no pressure if there. you no don't pressure. save the world we're all screwed Right. But
0: that, like, and it, and his kids too, because you know, two doctors.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah they, it's yeah. on you guys. Oh,
0: yeah, <laughs> right here, these That's three boys brand. are the three amigos, <laughs> they're gonna do it. We're gonna make capes. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, um, do do you feel like do you feel like you were able to kind of. Wrap up the three R's there. Um, do, do you feel like you? Well, we did. We
1: did a pretty good job okay. with, with some of the R's. And okay. So we got. We want to honor the feeling. R's. Honor the feeling. Yep.
0: Right. We wanna. We wanna let them go through it. Yeah. Deal with your own discomfort. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is going to help them with with their own resilience, that experience, and then. Help them with their resourcefulness, like sure. show them that they're resourceful,
1: right. and make sure that there are enough positive things going on. And po- by positive, I don't mean giving them stuff so that no, they're happy yeah. about it. Like, but have enough positive love. experiences in their life so that they have the resources. Yeah, right? have enough uh, so they have the resources to go ahead and to get get through you know life's challenges because life is challenging and to let them know and to also share your own process when you're in a situation and you're feeling frustrated talk out loud go ahead and say you know what mom's having a really hard time right now I have to you know take care of it I gotta prepare for the show Mm -hmm. I gotta make sure that you again uh, get to school on time I gotta pay the bills I got got a lot of stuff right now okay take a big you know a deep breath Mm -hmm. calm yourself down and then say okay let me do, you know, first things first. So if they see you handling a stressful situation mm-hmm. and they see that there's a way of going about doing that, then they're more likely to learn that, okay, they can then in tune be able to, to, to do the same.
0: Especially when you can come around, you know, eventually and kind of be in a good positive mood again. Not always easy, but when they can actually see you kind of recover from something, I think that's so powerful. I
1: think it's very powerful. You know? and one of the most powerful things also I think a parent can do is to be aware of... Of when they do handle something or mishandle something, depending on the age of the child, to be able to repair and to go back to them and say, you know what?
0: Dad didn't handle it. Mom had a little way. tantrum yeah. Oh, yeah. there. And, and really... Oh, I've never had to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mommy had a tantrum. <laughs> and,
1: and, and let them know that, you know what, there was a better way for me to handle
0: yeah. that. Yeah. Right. And
1: then if you can't even know, you know what, I could have done this, mm-hmm. or I could have done that, and really that would have been, and I'd like to be able to do that, maybe next time I can do that, and let yeah. them know. Because again, that lets them know, number one, that you're you know, fallible, which is important, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're still in charge though you don't want to abdicate your authority No no there's nothing
0: can, about that, right. that yeah that's but
1: they understand too that it, because it helps them connect with you really mm-hmm. because then you're not the you know again the ogre you're, yeah,
0: just, you're not you're, always you're, right always that you know it's like they see and you it teaches relating. them
1: it teaches them that it's really important to apologize mm-hmm. to own up to their own stuff. And unfortunately, again, we have, we, we've sort of fostered a culture of it's not my responsibility, it's not my deal, it's not my thing. And, and to be able to say, you know what, I'm sorry, I was wrong in that moment. Uh, here's what I should have done or what I could have done, and you know, let's move forward from here. That's yes. really, really important. And that's, uh, and that's about respect because that's showing that you respect that other person in right. order to be able to, you know, you, you care about their feelings uh, enough to to
2: really apologize. Right. Right.
0: So when are you going to apologize to me Todd?
2: I am deeply <laughs> sorry, Sophie. I'm so sorry.
0: Well, <clears throat> all right. Well, that's the end of this episode here. Thank you. Dr. Jackson Verity, don't you love how that sounds? Sure. And Dr. Todd. Dr. (laughs) Todd. Sorry, you didn't earn it. He worked hard for him. Okay. (laughs) You can find me on Facebook as Sophie Venable. You can follow my occasional tweets on Twitter at MILF Talk. And if you want some good old-fashioned modern advice, you can find my book, MILF101, on Amazon.com. So thank you all for listening.